Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted, otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. Hey everyone, welcome out to episode 279 of the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky, and it's the episode before our live show, which if you go to packratcomics.com, they're the house, uh, the home, the house, they're, they're the house in which uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky live is hosted at. It's the episode before our February live show. If you would like to come out, please come and see the It's All Been Done Radio Hour, which is one of our other show sponsors, It's All Been Done Radio Hour.com. Please check them out. And uh, the February show is the last show. You can see them first at 7 p.m., followed by us. And after that, in March, we move to the 7 p.m. slot because they're moving to Mad Labs uh, in Columbus, downtown Columbus, for the March show. So uh, for more details about uh, their new location and where you can find them at, go to itsallbeendoneradiohour.com. And uh, PackRatComics.com for all the news on how you can find out more about the Eisner Award-winning store with all the graphic novels, comic books, t-shirts, and more. Uh, UTMT.com, Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is the fan-based webcomic about Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael. And last but not least, AudibleTrial.com forward slash GoodBadGeeky. AudibleTrial.com, get a free audiobook. With a 14-day trial. And it's pretty sweet, you guys. Uh, Born Standing Up by Steve Martin is one of the books I got when I joined. Um, well, actually, the first book I got when I joined from him was The Battle for Late Night about Conan O'Brien. But you get an audiobook with your subscription to them a month. So um, I got Born Standing Up. I got Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. It's balls. So you should check that out, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Over 180,000 titles to choose from. All right, episode 279 is, uh, it's another uh, loner, as I, as I sometimes call them. I never call them that. I call it a GBG drive-by. But, um, and actually, as I say that, I'm going to get up and walk away, walk away. I'm walking away. Um, but... Uh, I really uh, wanted to talk about, and I talked about lightly, uh, but didn't really have, I didn't feel like I could really talk long about it, was um, Hateful Eight by Quentin Tarantino. I recently saw the movie, and I saw it with a group of people, and I really dug the movie. Uh, I didn't really go too much into it in the last episode with when it was Jimmy and I, but um, I really dug the shit out of it. And I don't think it's the most powerful film done by him. And, and I think of the last time I said that too, I said I ne- did not see Death Proof, um, which I have now since seen. And Death Proof is really good too. I do agree that the ending is just sort of very abrupt in some ways, but um, 
Jennifer Jason Lee is amazing. Kurt Russell is amazing. Samuel Jackson is amazing. Uh, Walton Goggins is amazing. I mean, there are so many people in these movies. Uh, Bruce Dern, Michael Madsen, Tim Roth, uh, James Parks, um, Zoe Bell. These are all people that are just freaking. They're 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 amazing, and they do. Oh, and of course, uh, Ch- Channing Tatum. Uh, they're all amazing, um, and it really is a giant stage play of a whodunit murder mystery um, with really live sort of um, uh, very highly political undercurrents to it for the time being. At least I feel so. And it it was phenomenal. I, I really enjoyed the hell out of it. I, again, I wouldn't place it up there as my favorite Tarantino film, but I will say... It feels like a much better version of Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs feels in some ways as a one, like a, a stage play unfolding. And it really comes down to who did it, who's coming down, or who's going to survive by the end of it. And, uh, you know, like each character uh, has their own, you know, means and wants. So Kurt Russell plays John Ruth. He's the hangman. Um, and then... Uh, Samuel Jackson plays uh, uh, Jesus. What what is his character's name? I think he's the general. Um, hold on here. I'm trying to Major Market Marquis Warren or Marcus Warren, but uh, Major Warren is what I call him. He's the major uh, or the colonel. I can't remember which. But um, then you have. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, who she's one of my favorite actresses uh, from. Well, she gave an amazing performance in the film of uh, the Hudsucker Proxy, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, and uh, the HUD, her performance in the Hudsucker is just amazing. And she does a really good job here as the prisoner of the hangman, John Ruth. Uh, then you have uh, Walton Goggins, who plays supposedly a sheriff. You have Tim Roth as uh, Michael Madsen, Bruce Stern. These are guys uh, who are in um, Minnie's Minnie's Tavern, or where the hell it's called, Minnie's Motel. And are they, like, are they all after jennifer jason lee's character daisy for the price on her head are they not like it's sort of like and then it becomes a whodunit of who poisoned kurt russell and and his uh you know it's one of those kind of things it's it's phenomenal but it's a long ass movie tarantino um really took his time with the movie and i wish i did say i saw it in um 70 millimeter or as the the trailer say glorious 70 millimeter film uh, they did a road show with the film, which they actually showed it on seventy uh, in beautiful seventy millimeter format. Um, which is, and the big thing about seventy millimeter format is the screen is huge. You you project and showcase so much more on film. And uh, I remember an interview on Nerdist. Tim Roth was talking about how you know when you play to the camera, you know when you're in shot, out of shot. With seventy millimeter, though, you have to be in your game. It's like you're in a play because you are in shot constantly when normally you would be out of shot um so that's that's just uh fascinating to me and i i really enjoyed the hell out of the movie 
the idea that Channing Tatum is a surprise guest was actually pretty good. I will say, you know, uh, again, if you've seen a Tarantino film, then you've sort of seen them all in some ways. I do feel that Django Unchained sort of turned that on its head a little bit. I, I feel that all of his movies usually turn it up on its head a little bit. Like you've not you've seen Tarantino, but you've not seen him do this before. You've seen him do this before. Uh, this literally feels like a spiritual sequel to Django Unchained, but also doing a very self-referential Reservoir Dogs. You know what I mean? It's one of those kind of films. And I really like it. And it's broken up into chapters. Uh, I, I really I really loved it. I really think that if you get a chance, please see it in 70 millimeter film uh, in, or the road show or however you can. See it on the big screen. It, it's phenomenal. It's beautiful. Some of the shots, the way he shoots them, um, sometimes the shots are just the countryside and you're going, well, why is he showing them? But like in some cases, you get the sense that, I mean, these guys are fucking remote out in the mountain. You know what I mean? They're, they're remote. They're out there. And it's hard to, and, and it gives you an, an overwhelming sense of dread that, you know, who's going to double cross who? Who's not going to double cross the other person? It, it's one of those things. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So, please check out Hateful A. If you agree, disagree, tweet me at goodbadgeeky or goodbadgeeky at gmail.com. Uh, now, my fiance is out of town uh, talking about wedding stuff with uh, my soon to be mother in law, AKA her mother. And um, I have full reign of the house. So, um, I got myself some SpaghettiOs with meatballs because I like to rock it old school. And I also have, uh, I don't know why, I just, every once in a while I love me some good SpaghettiOs and meatballs. I don't know why, I wish I could tell you why, but I really dig it. Uh, and I really fall hard, everybody. Uh, I've gained some of my weight back, and one of the things I really want to try to do is uh, get back on it, so to speak, with, with the weight loss and... Um, right now, of course, I'm not helping myself, but um, with the spaghettios and meatballs. But oh man, I tell you what, that stuff is delicious. Um, but I, I was proud of myself though because I didn't go after the tortilla chips and salsa, which with the spaghettios. You know what I mean? Because that's like a big thing for me. Is I don't need salsa for my tortilla chips. I'm one of those weird dudes that if you make a good tortilla chip. I don't need your damn sauce. I can eat it by itself. That's quality. You know what I mean? So, but I did really good. I was really proud of myself because I walked in there going like, I'm going to get me some salsa. I'm going to get me some uh, over the border tortilla chips and I'm going to just chow down. And then I realized, you know what? No, I don't need that. Um, so really proud of myself. It's, it's really hard. I will say too, is you got to get in that mindset. And, and now that you've hung out with people long enough in, going back to your old sort of eating habits it's they're not used to you doing that anymore either i, I remember and i it was true like because that's how it was impressed upon me i would tell people i can't eat that uh, it could kill me you know what i mean and i have to get back in that mindset and it's so hard to get back in that mindset again um one of the things that uh, you might have heard jimmy say once or twice in the past few months when he's been on is uh, dude's working out um like if you look at him he still has his belly a bowl full of jelly but i mean the dude is looking good like you can definitely see a difference and he exercises like uh two to three times a week and and that's what i was doing and i got to get back to that place and i got to get back to that and it's, it's it's hard it's difficult um he has the right idea though which is elliptical is where it's at. i need to get my elliptical and get it set up and, or i need to buy elliptical and get it set up um and uh, do something similar i used to go running 
all the time too. I used to go run like a madman. Now it's just like I'm back to the point where I go out and I'm like, oh, oh my God, Jesus. Who fucking ripped all the, sucked the air out of my lungs? You know, it's that kind of thing. I got to get back to that place. You know what I mean? Where I was running every day or almost every other day. And and uh, that, I will say this too. It's one of the most difficult things I've not really gotten used to is when you're with somebody. Uh, I used to give John shit for this all the time privately on the show. Like, you know, you get the sense that, um, and maybe this is me speaking out of turn, and this is my opinion. This is not really what's happening at all. But uh, I, w- I got the sense that sometimes, you know, uh, you know, he would have to do stuff because the missus wanted him to. And, you know... And, and and of course he would always say no you know what man no uh, I just I really I want to do this I it's me and I would give him shit for it I make I to his face of course too I I but you know god damn it if I'm not in the same situation now where there are times where I could totally work on a podcast I could do this or I could do that and I'd rather spend time with my fiance it's the weird it's the weirdest thing ever and um. But the same thing happens, though, too, when you exercise. Uh, one of my favorite stories, and I think I've definitely told it on here before, but if not, uh, I'll, I'll tell it, which is uh, when we first started dating, I, I took her running, and um, I said, you know, hey, could you um, – like, you should go running with me. It's one of my favorite things to do. And she was like, okay, sure. And here's the thing, too, is that she's lost some weight, too, at this point. Um, we're both in the same boat right now, but – um, she had lost some weight too, and she was feeling really good about herself. And I was like, and she goes to exercising, and I thought she said she goes on the treadmill. So I thought, you know what? She sort of runs. This will be great. But I can't run on a treadmill. I, I always have that problem running on a treadmill. I just can't do it. It's just it's 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 impossible for me to do because it's a mental thing. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything, um, even if I'm listening to music or whatever. So with um when i go running i would go to the same park but i would feel like i'm doing something i'm going somewhere interacting with people i'm passing people by things are different every time i go around the the circle at at this park i go to and um there's always something to like heighten my senses you know what i mean again it's all mental it's purely mental but uh so I took her to this park, and uh, after just getting her there was a huge deal. Every time she said, I'll go running with you, she would back out. Um, and then it was all about, can you walk with me instead? And it's like – and I got mad at one point. I was like, look, if you, you're going to commit to run, commit to run because it, it throws me off my game a little bit and, and all this and that. And um, when she did go running with me, uh, I mean she took off, man. She was running. And I even told her, I was like, before I started, I was like, look, uh, I'm stretching, I'm doing my stretches, you know, um, but I'm a fat guy. Even uh, even after losing all my way after the surgery, I, I'm a big dude, you know what I mean? And I, I told her, I was like, look, I do the fat man run, which is this kind of like a, it's more like a, a slow jog, you know what I mean? It's between a walk and a slow jog is what I do, but I do it, um, and, you know, but she just went off to an actual like maybe mid-level jog, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to <gasps> trying to keep up with her, and I'm running out of breath. And then she just starts going on a full uh, full blown, um, you know, like uh, just a full blown like sprint almost. But then she breaks down. She stops and doing a, a full blown, 
and and I was like, "What's wrong? Are you okay?" And she's like, "I I I have asthma." And I'm like, "What? That's something you lead off with. You don't like, oh my god, I'm an asshole." You know what I mean? It's it's a, it's a funny story now, but because of that though, I I didn't. I feel like there is in my mind, and again, this is not her fault at all. It's completely my fault. But I think I put up in the back of my mind this thing that, oh, I can't run anymore. You know what I mean? Because all my stuff I do with her, I, I can't run anymore. And um, and also because I've gained my weight back a little bit too, I can't I, – I don't love the area I'm in right now to go running even though it's way better. Uh, but I think it's because it's in, near a main drag that I feel more safer if I would go – to um you know my my old park stomping grounds and run there i don't know why it's the weirdest thing but um yeah man it it really is weird uh i just gotta get back into that and i can't do it when it's cold out um because my lungs are not used to it and i probably will die of uh of choking to death for air but uh yeah i really i really need to get back into that but for right now i'm going to enjoy Enjoy my delicious spaghettis, uh, spaghettios with meatballs um, until she gets back late, late, late tonight or t- tomorrow. Well, by the time I'm recording this, this will go up. So this will have been like seven days, six days, seven days ago. But uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, with her gone, on top of that, I last night, um, again, and this is how bad I, I had pizza last night. Uh, I sat down late with some of a medium pizza, which usually I get a large. You got, hey, it's baby steps, people. Uh, but I, I watched the documentary Mr. Warmth, uh, the Don Rickles story on Netflix. And guys, I got to tell you, really good. And I'm one of those weird people that really, in my generation, I feel like, that really appreciates, for the most part, a lot of the classic, a lot of the greats. Um, one of the things, and I, I put this in the show, and sometimes I feel like it's passe and I shouldn't mention it, but, you know, I love it. I absolutely love it. I adore it. It's But Bing Crosby, Jack Benny, Bob Hope, these are guys that, you know, I enjoy. Uh, when I was in the 80s, you know, Bob Hope was still doing his thing. You know what I mean? When I was like a little kid, like Bob Hope was the dude you turned into, you tuned into. He did USO shows. He was on the he was on the Oscars. Hey, Bob, how you about like that? You know, oh, wow, look at that. Ah, yeah, wowzers. You know, he, he, you tuned into him. He was like an institution and you knew that he was an institution. And then when you found out about Bob Hope and my parents would tell him or other people would tell me who Bob Hope was or you see specials on TV about who Bob Hope was, you'd be like, this dude, he's an institution. Jack Benny, institution. Bing Crosby, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Don Rickles even. These are guys, Buddy Hackett, these are guys that have been around forever and you respect him, you love them. Um, or if if you don't love them, you should at least know of their work and investigate it. I, it. It's really fascinating. And the thing about Rickles too is that his comedy is so fucking abrasive. He is literally uh, a comedian who takes you down. Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I would probably be dying, rolling in the aisles, laughing. Uh, but there's a part of me that'd be going, "Oh my god, he's making fun of me in front of an audience." Like if I was in the front row, he'd probably make fun of me for being overweight. And anything else he could think of. If I didn't have my hair done right, he would make fun of that. Um, if I have German background, I have German heritage, he'd probably make fun of, you know, say that I'm a Nazi. 
Uh, he'd make fun of black people, Italian. Like, there's no, there's no limits for him. It's a weird thing with Rickles. And if you watch Mr. Warmth, I mean, this is in present day people. Um, well, best I can tell, I, I just looked him up on Wikipedia and he's still doing occasional shows or so in Vegas and other casinos. The dude's still kicking it. He's still freaking rocking it, guys. Um, but check it out. It's really good. And it's just, it's, it's not as in, uh, intense or, um, all you know all knowing as i love it to be again i'm becoming a documentary stop the order i get like look uh i really dug uh making a murder is it as and here's the thing they were so compelling enough that it made me interested more in about what they left out um i know jimmy has a different difference of opinion on that like he got fed up and disgusted by the fact that you know um, and, and again, I completely respect that, but the way they did the show, even when I found out that there was stuff left out, it made me more interested to see how they're going to finish telling it. And, but again, that's a, that's an exception to the rule. No joke. It's an exception to the rule. Cause nine times out of 10, I like Jimmy. Like once I find out like, well, why didn't they include this? Why didn't they include I get very pissy. I get very disgusted and I, I, I'm with him on that. I, I, I can't finish the documentary sometimes. Um, I watched a documentary by Ken Burns and I found out it was really his, his kids documentary. Uh, I forget what it's called. The Central Park Five, I think is what it's called. I could be wrong on that. But it's about these five kids in the 80s who get convicted uh, with – I mean there's no evidence to officially to point them in the, in, towards the murder. But they get – kind of like making murder. They get convicted for it. They get thrown in jail and it's horrible, yada, yada, yada. But we watched that and like when you look on some of the evidence, like there's just stuff that they feel like it was – cut out you know what i mean and and look i get it it's a movie you can't have everything you can't have it be all inclusive um and ken burns documentaries are usually pretty good they're they're I, they they feel to the brim you know what i mean but uh this one I, that's another example uh i love jeff smith who does bone i was not pleased with the cartoonist the documentary and and i found out later it was produced by him and it's just like you produced a documentary on yourself well shit man like you know, uh, it feel like there are things in there that they just glaze over. Uh, the documentary about how they make episodes of South Park, another good example. I really loved it, but there's like two whole days where they, I think, just they fucking skip over shit, and you know there's something suspect there, like, and you don't know what it is, and it's a little bit like, no, wait, well, that's the process I want to see. I think it was like towards the end of production where. They did a massive re day one rewrite almost, pretty much. But you don't see Matt and Trey discuss their process at all. And it's like, well, what's the fucking point of doing the documentary when you show everything but that? Like, that's the magic you want to see. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's the kind of stuff that bothers me. The cartoonists, uh, like, there are some things in there that they missed out on. Right? They, they sort of bypass or size up because I think it would not make Jeff Smith look possibly favorable light the turtle power documentary there was great stuff in there that i never heard of before but it's just like mm, no the disney documentary i think i talked about on the show that they had on pbs almost all of it was from people who didn't really know walt disney they studied him and matter of fact the one guy who wrote in a very extensive disney uh book i think uh, i can't remember his name but he was the feature uh main guy they kept talking to uh, more than anybody, they kept cutting to, and uh, the Disney found the Disney Family Museum uh, and other animators like Floyd Norman has a documentary coming out about him, and I really want to watch it. But um, 
you know, but even he was interviewed for it and he's like, I was in the last episode. They got like tons of hours of footage of me. He said on his blog, but he's like, they completely misrepresented Walt Disney and they, they pushed their own agenda. And, and again, it's shit like that, that sort of irks me about documentary. So I tend to be a little weary, like literally, uh, not history documentaries, but uh, animal life, planet life, you know, whatever, National Geographic shit. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that I feel sometimes I'm a little bit more okay with, you know what I mean? Because beyond that, it's just, oh my God. So, well, anyway, uh, I think I've rambled on about documentaries for plenty of time. So if you've stuck around this far, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any emails or questions, comments, comments, please email or tweet us, Twitter, GoodBadGeeky, or email GoodBadGeeky at gmail.com. If you, uh, we, our Instagram, GoodBadGeeky as well. And uh, our show, uh, by the time this goes up, our show would be coming out on this coming Saturday, I believe. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. I've been wrong about that. Jesus Christ. Uh Next Saturday, good God, Nick. Next Saturday, the um, let me see here, the thirteenth. Jesus, the thirteenth is when we actually will be doing um, some stuff. So please check us out. It's all been on RadioHour.com uh, for more information about Jimmy's show, and then of course right after his show at seven. Uh, his show starts at seven. After that show is Good Bad and Geeky Live, and we'll be doing a Judge Jimmy bit. And uh, we'll be doing a new episode of Why Not Green, Adventures in Space and Time. And yes, the time is implied, people. So check it out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good one. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs>